0: hello and welcome to the podcast ufowarning.com if you haven't been by the site stop by and check it out ufowarning.com today i'd like to talk a little bit about a fellow named uh, dr david jacobs and something he calls the change dr jacobs has been around for a while i found one of his uh interviews online and i posted a short excerpt there on the site ufowarning.com and uh i I think in the interview, the one I watched, he said he was about 73, and I believe he's been doing uh, UFO UFO abductee research for at least 30 or 40 years, maybe longer. Really uh, super interesting guy, and uh, he takes a real scientific approach uh, to interviewing abductees, and he tries to really come up with some um, evidence-based hypothesis on what's going on here. Um, I did like the fact that he tends not to put a ton of emphasis on recovered memories or memories um, that uh, abductees stitch together during uh, hypnosis, although he will listen uh, he listen to folks. But he has a really open-minded approach, and uh, he has a really uh, clear way of uh, analyzing things. And I watched the interview with him, and I have to tell you, his his thoughts his theory really on this whole uh alien abduction thing is a little bit disturbing now he points out that first off uh, from his experience that this is this is a widespread phenomenon. it's going on all over the 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 whole world it's not just happening in the united states and people are being abducted uh, pretty much across countries he points out that the abductees are also intergenerational so Once, um, these aliens or whatever they are begin abducting somebody, uh, they don't let up. They just keep coming back. It seems like over and over again, as if they're a test subject. And then they abduct their kids and their grandkids. And it turns out this goes on, he says, pretty much at a hundred percent rate and has been going on, uh, possibly for generations. He also, uh, just puts it out there that uh, these people who are doing this, these aliens or whatever they are, they aren't our friends. They uh, are using mind control to where, when they abduct somebody, uh, m- most of these people are being abducted completely against their will. And whatever's doing this to them, these alien creatures, whatever they are, they're able to exert uh, telepathically or however they do it. Uh, complete mind control over people so that people are forced to participate in these uh, oftentimes really uh, uh, painful experiments or probes or whatever they are, uh, whether they want to or not. And they're also forced to, uh, for lack of a better term, a lot of them uh, are forced to participate in uh, reproduction programs. Uh, As uh, creepy as that sounds, according to Dr. Jacobs, he's interviewed lots and lots of these abductees and more and more what he's hearing about, he says it's probably been going on for a long time. He points out that even like in the uh, Betty and Barney Hill case, and then they had another case down in South America that was quite famous, there were reports that uh, sperm and egg were recovered from the male and female abductees. And in fact, in the South American case, uh, the guy that was abducted, even though the media tried to put him off like he was an illiterate peasant, this fellow ended up going to law school and became a lawyer. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a dummy. And this fellow said that he was uh, abducted and basically uh, coerced, if not forced, um, to uh, procreate with a female. He, they just more or less forced him to have sex with this uh, alien that she looked human, but he knew it wasn't a completely human uh, creature. And these accounts have happened before. And There was an account uh, a few years ago in Australia where there was actually some DNA left from the creature that this uh, fellow was, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, could say was um, assaulted by in his bedroom, and I'll cover that later. But these cases are becoming more and more common. And Dr. Jacobs goes on to explain how his female patients have described um, being implanted um, with these uh, alien hybrids. And then he says that the uh, little... uh, um, preborn uh, alien hybrids are removed from the female human uh, when they're about 10 or 12 weeks old and then they finish growing in what look like jars to them. So basically what they have is a massive uh, alien human hybrid program going on where they're trying to, over generations, create uh, aliens that are more and more human-like, in appearance at least. And this is some thought, because if we go back and look, some of the, especially some of the older uh, abduction accounts, uh, of some of these aliens just came out looking crazy. You have uh, uh, the one in Pascal Luga, um, the fellow, I think he just released the book. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He talks about how the aliens uh, were human to the point that they had arms and legs, but maybe they floated, or one was almost blob-like. I mean, you have you have accounts of aliens as uh, being little people, three foot tall, uh, misshapen, and then uh, Dr. Jacobs says that he believes that the Greys are uh, like, as I understood him to say, that they were more or less an early an early uh, model of human alien hybrid, and they're just there as a uh, worker bee, while the uh, more advanced species, what we consider like the insectoid. Um, aliens. They look almost like a praying mantis. You see this come up over and over again. I believe that in the Zimbabwe case that that was pointed out. Um, These really kind of frightening looking aliens that uh, for all intent and purpose look like a a human praying mantis cross braid walking around. They seem to be the ones that are in charge and that possess uh, the intellect. And uh, as far as personality traits go, they don't really seem to care a whole lot about people. I mean, it's obvious that And the aliens that are doing this to people, they view people as uh, just a separate species, the same way that we might look at a lab rat. Now, this is all well and good, it's frightening enough in itself, but Dr. Jacobs goes on to explain that that he has hypothesized and he believes that um, after speaking to just literally hundreds of these abductees, they keep talking about something that they call the change. And that's something you might want to remember, the term, the change. And what's happening is, uh, is a commonality through these, uh, alien, uh, these alien abduction uh, cases. The abductees are being told by the aliens that there is this uh, massive change that's coming to the planet, and that they need to be ready, and that they're going to help uh, facilitate the change. Now, the the uh, reasoning for this needed change uh, seems like it varies between the fact that they're being told that humans are terrible environmentalists, you know, they have they have to uh, be saved for themselves and that they're too warlike and uh, these aliens are coming here to uh, get things straightened out. Well, that is a little bit problematic uh, if you want people running your life that treat you like a lab rat. Well, good for you, but I don't. And Dr. Jacobs, you know, he does a good job of explaining that these people, uh, a lot of them just seem to be brainwashed by the aliens. Uh, Some of them are afraid. He says the ones that view the aliens as these uh, space brothers, as the Pope calls them. He doesn't really spend any time talking to them because he doesn't come out and say it, but it's pretty clear that he believes from the evidence that anybody that thinks that these aliens are altruistic and want to help us is completely misguided and really uh, is not going to be able to help resolve the situation. But he points out that part of the reason that he's concerned about this situation is that he's being told over and over again by abductees. And he said he's had, had, he has had abductees that are PhD uh, professors and he has had abductees that are uh, middle school dropouts and they have one thing in common. They tell him that the aliens have informed them that uh, when the change comes that their main focus will be uh, crowd control, that they'll be posted at uh, different various street corners or busy intersections and they'll be told to, uh, they'll be there telling people to move along, stay calm, uh, go this way. And when he says that, I, I just think about, you know, some kind of uh, major calamity having happened or some kind of giant UFO disclosure and uh, people in these uh, densely populated uh, urban areas, you know, just freaking out. Uh, they're on foot, whatever, and they're traveling uh, like something out of a Stephen King, the Stan movie. And the aliens have already got these, uh, humans, uh, planted around, uh, and they can put them to work telepathically to immediately try to calm people, uh, so that they can facilitate crowd control and the movement of people. And I feel about as comfortable as that, as I would if I was a cow or a pig, uh, Having my movement facilitated from the livestock truck into the slaughterhouse floor—that's kind of how I feel about that. And Dr. Jacobs seems to be the same way. Uh, he describes this as basically a planet takeover. Is and you know if they're taking over the planet, uh, what would they need with us? And we don't have. To, we can look back at our own future and see what. Uh, while some of the people that came to this country came here for a good life, you know, my ancestors, probably your ancestors. But in the mix, especially with the conquistadors, when they first came into different places, they had a they had a different um, they had a different they had a different goal. The conquistadors were mainly here to extract wealth, and if it was easier to uh, turn loose a smallpox blanket and kill a couple million uh, natives to get them out of the way, well then so be it. If it was easier to use those natives as uh, slaves. Well, then, so be that. Now, some of our ancestors came here as pilgrims, and uh, maybe their motives were mixed. Maybe, uh, you know, when they weren't killing the natives, they were trying to convert them to Christianity. But when you think about what happens when an advanced civilization with, or maybe we could just say a civilization that possesses technological advantages, uh, collides or meets with a civilization that does not possess those advantages, you know, a lot of times the guys with, uh, without the guns get wiped out. And you have to kind of wonder what's, what uh, is in store here for humanity if we're to believe these hundreds of abductees. And we constantly hear this theme from the so-called aliens who are telling us to worry about everything from global warming to, you know, how much plastic we're dumping in the ocean. You know, to me, that is just a cover. It's a cover story for this phenomena or whatever it is that has found this little gem in this corner of the of the universe that they would like to have. I mean, And we don't know how rare Earth is. I mean, we have these scientists out there that are, you know, more or less just spouting off and saying, oh, well, there's got to be thousands of Earths out there. Well, we don't know that. We haven't found one yet and they'll find a planet somewhere that's roughly the size of the Earth that's rotating around this, you know, a sun, uh, you know, similar to ours, and then they automatically make the assumptions, well, there's all kinds of life there. Well, we don't know that. This could be the only one like it in the whole universe, and maybe this planet's so valuable that whoever else is out there has decided that this is a way better place to live than the place they came from, or maybe they're interdimensional, Maybe they need a place where they can physically exist because otherwise they're just out there drifting through some dimension. We don't know. But Dr. Jacobs has a really good take on it, I think. And I think you're going to hear this term, the, you know, the change a lot more in the next few years because people are starting to wake up to the fact that this idea that every UFO phenomenon is uh, benevolent and altruistic is just childlike. Uh, to think that it's okay to snatch a person out of their house. And as he points out, this is physical. This isn't just happening on a spiritual plane or happening on an imaginary plane or in some kind of dream time. People are physically being taken out of their house and they're doing it at times when they're the least missed. And they're being forced aboard these spaceships or whatever they are. And people are, uh, these alien beings are, are uh, prodding them sticking them with no regard whatsoever to the the terror this person is forced to endure. So that's not altruistic, okay? That's that's actually quite nasty. So when people come out like, you know, retired famous rock stars who have suddenly uh, partnered with retired deep state uh, employees, and now they're going to uh, seek out disclosure, and they're going to tell us what this is all about, and they're going to reveal the big secret, that's fine. They can do what they want to do. It's their life. But I haven't got a minute to listen to that stuff. Because as far as I'm concerned, the idea that former employees from the deep state are going to reveal the truth about anything to me is a joke. And the idea that the Pope can come out and say, well, the aliens are our space brothers. That's nuts. I mean, we're talking about a guy here who calls people who report child sex abuse, the devil. Okay. So his opinion is not real important to me either. I think it's getting to the point where people uh, need to completely not look to authority figures to decide whether or not they believe the UFO phenomenon is, is a benign, altruistic, helpful, or whether it could actually be uh, the space version of the Nazis. We have to be adults about this stuff. And I think when you have a guy like uh, Dr. David Jacobs, who's put decades into investigating the abductee phenomenon and talked to, I don't know, probably hundreds of these people, um, uh, there's a kind of expert that I'm interested in hearing his opinion because he has analyzed the evidence, he has collected tons of evidence, and then he presents the evidence to you as the reader or the listener and says... Listen, you decide. He's not being judgmental. He's just saying, this is what I see, and this is from a common-sense approach. This is what makes sense. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. But I like the fact that he's collecting this information, he's putting this information out there, and he's warning people like us about this coming change so that if it happens, if the unthinkable does happen, then we can make our own decision if we want to follow the uh, the helpful fellow at the corner of the street that's telling us to go this way or go that way. You might just want to go the opposite direction. Just a thought. Well, that's all I have today on Alien abduction. Uh, like I said, stop by the site, ufowarning.com, have a look around, and until next time, over and out, ufowarning.com.